Welcome in to Blitz and Buckets. My name is Kane Schwartz, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Jaden Kozak. How you doing, bro? Doing good. Doing good. How are you? Good. Good. It's good to be back. I had a busy week last week. It's I'm rushing a fraternity. I'm getting internship stuff done. Got schoolwork ramping up. So I appreciate Mitchell subbing in. But we're back. Got the original crew back. Ready to talk some a lot of free agency news. Some NBA news, a little bit of college basketball stuff. It'll be good. It'll be fun. So with that, let's just hop right into it. So the NBA news, however slight, we have P.J. Tucker being traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. The details, there were some draft picks, I believe. Do you know the specifics behind the draft picks? I believe it was essentially like a swap next year, but it's going to be like a pretty late round swap. Right. Uh, But it wasn't anything significant. Yeah, yeah, but the players moved in that deal. DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson Wilson headed from Milwaukee to Houston in exchange for PJ Tucker. What are your thoughts on the trade? Do you think it changes the position of the Bucks going forward? What, I'd love to hear what you think. As much as you know, a role player that I guess you could say small, he makes just about as big of an impact on a team, especially come playoff time, because he can guard one through five, one of the better quarters three shooters, if not, you know, top 10 in the league, probably. And Milwaukee getting him means that he doesn't come to Philly. He doesn't come to Brooklyn. He doesn't come to one of those teams that's going to be competing with them. So I think it was a great move by Milwaukee. I would have loved to see him in Philly, obviously. But he definitely adds a lot of what they need because he'll just sit in the corner. And that adds another lethal defender to go next to Giannis, Drew Holiday, guys that, you know, when they play the Nets, they've got another guy to throw at Kevin Durant or James Harden. You know, P.J. Tucker's got James Harden played together for at least three, four years together in Houston. Mm-hmm. So that's just another guy that they can have to throw at those three. So I think it's a really, really nice trade. As small as it is, it's going to be really impactful in a few months. Yeah, definitely. And P.J. Tucker, he has some playoff experience, and he's one of the most distinguished – Not distinguished veterans but one of the most notable veterans out in the league if you're trying to bring in somebody who's got some winning experience and he definitely still brings a lot to the floor so we like that move for the bucks and doesn't mean anything i'm not going to say it doesn't mean anything not good for the rockets but obviously they're going to continue to trade away players and retool and it it's a fire sale in houston right now i believe the number is now up to 19 straight losses like Mm -hmm. It's bad. Like, it's yeah. really bad. And I, I see no reason for them not to just trade everything. Anybody that is expiring this year, there's zero reason to have them on your roster. Trade mm-hmm. them away. Get a, get some assets because of all the years you went all in with Harden. You're still missing some of those assets. But, man, like, it, I, I didn't think it would be this bad. I, I thought there would be no – like, yeah, obviously there's a drop-off between mm-hmm. – James Harden and Victor Oladipo, but I didn't think it would be 19 straight consecutive losses. Yeah. They have had some injury troubles. Like, got to go. Oh, yeah. Them. Yeah. Like, Wood's been out, but like, mm-hmm. it's really hard to lose 19 straight games. Right. Yeah. It's really hard. Like, it's almost as hard to lose 19 straight as well, it is. Well, you would know you're a Sixers straight. fan. Well, yeah. I mean, of course. <laughs> See, I can't even do that because the Celtics are just so bad. This yeah. Year. Yeah. I would know. I'm a Sixers fan first in the <laughs> East. I would know about that. Yep. Continue to ride that high and I'll continue to ride Boston's miserable run of a season. So it is what it is. 
Anyway, moving on from the short NBA talk, we have the free agency news of a lifetime coming to you on today's pod. So we will start with the free agency that nobody saw coming out of New England. They went absolutely berserk. I mean, my phone was blowing up continuous and it's like Patriots, 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 as soon as free agency opened. Like, let me read off all the significant names to you guys. We got Hunter Henry headed to New England, John o. Smith headed to England, New England, Matt Judon, Nelson Aguilar, Jalen Mills, Kendrick Bourne, Kyle Van Noy, and they're bringing back camp. Like, did you, I don't think anybody saw this coming. I, I knew they had the space to do it. Did I think that they would go out and get, you know, seven, eight starters? God, no. I mean, mm-hmm. Chung retired, so I figured they'd look to replace that. The Patriots love bringing in guys that do really well. It's, it's really the New England cycle of do well in New England under Belichick, get a big payday from another team, suck, get cut, re-sign with New England for cheaper. And mm-hmm. th- that's exactly what they did with Kyle Van Noy. Not a huge fan. Like, I know New England uses their tight ends very well. And the two tight end set, especially. Yeah, the two tight end set. But, I mean, I don't know about making – getting two guys in the same offseason. And I think think Hunter Henry is now the third highest paid tight end in the league, and Johnny Smith is tied with him. Mm -hmm. It might be of all time. I don't don't know. But something like that. And they have two of them, and they sign them within two days of each other. I'm not sure if I'm a huge fan of that. You could go get a secondary guy, like a secondary tier guy to go next to either one of those guys that you prefer. I think Judon's a solid signing. I'm, you know, hearing from Ravens fans, watching a lot of Ravens games. Didn't Matthew Judon didn't impress me enough to the point where I was like, wow, that would be a great signing for the Patriots who are looking to go all in. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, go sign two C to D grade receivers as yeah. they continue to do that i one thing better that, than what they have already yeah I mean. which which very well attributes to my next point of belichick is and has and all his greatness of everything that he does he is probably the worst coach in the league at scouting receivers like it's really real like between free agency um in the draft, they yeah. just can't. Most hit recently, Nikhil Harry, like yeah, Nikhil Harry, a hasn't turned into complete anything. whiff, right? Complete whiff. So like, it's it's a lot of buzz from New England because like it's every twenty minutes they feel you feel like they're getting somebody new, but like if I had to give it a grade of what they've done so far, I'd probably give it like a C. I, I'm not I'm not really? a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of what they've like. You know, Judon's Judon's probably the best player that. Judon and Janu are the best player that they signed. Judon's average to above average. Both of their tight ends are probably above average. Jalen Mills. Probably Hills, above average. Probably You're really a, hating on Janu Smith and Hunter Henry, man. Uh, like, they're, they're they're, above, okay, they're, okay, they're above average because, you know, it just doesn't like. I'd call them top like, five tight ends in the league right now. Yeah, I guess. Both of them. Well, not both of them because. Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Andrews. That's four right there. So one right. of them gets bumped out. But I think Janu and Henry fight for that final spot, though. I just tight end isn't as like polluted yeah. as like a lot of mm-hmm. other positions are. So it doesn't make me think like, wow, they're really, really good when they're like top six. So mm-hmm. those are solid signings. I think Jalen Mills actually does have a, a lot of upside in New England. He's pretty talented. Kyle Van Noy is 
Kava Noah actually is probably their best signing, but I do not like the signings of Algalore and Kendrick Bourne. I think you're just, you know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. And if they go off and have an amazing season, then I'll come on and say that I was an idiot. But I don't think they will. And you're going all in with a lot of average to above average players with a average to below average quarterback. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, it – this would make a lot more sense if their team was like successful this past year, you know, or, or even showed have... like eight and eight, you know, like. So yeah. they also, they also added Trent Brown. That's one thing that like we forgot to put in here and he was very solid for them, but I'd feel a lot better about this if they had a Tom Brady in place or any kind of formidable quarterback to the point where I could say he can win me two games in a pl- in the playoffs. I, yeah. I can't say that about Cam Newton anymore. I just mm-hmm. can't, no matter who. And, like, the guys that you're putting around him aren't even that good. Right. And the mobility factor, Jordan. like, the a lot of Cam's success comes from, obviously, as the arm and everything, but his ability to move around in the pocket. And that's – going to it's going to continue to digress it's not getting any better you know so he's going to have to rely a lot on his arm now and greatest right exactly so the only thing that I can say is I do like the signings of Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith honestly I'm a lot higher on them than you are just because we've seen how successful a two tight end set can be in New England like you think back to I mean, I know it's like saying Voldemort's name out here, but Aaron Hernandez and uh, Rob Gronkowski, like those guys thrived. And New England's never had stellar wide receivers, you know? Like Tom Brady has just made those receivers and you don't have a Tom Brady. I get it. But Belichick knows how to run a two tight end set. And you bring in two of the top guys available in free agency at the tight end position. And it's not like you're just slim pickings like John and Hunter Henry are very solid tight ends in this league. And especially when healthy Hunter Henry, I mean, he's got a lot of potential to unravel. Like he's still pretty early on. Like we've yet to see the full potential and a lot of the injuries have burdened him early on. So I like the signings of the tight ends and the wide receivers. It's going to be better than anything they have already. So I'm, if I were to put a win count on this year, I don't know. Do you think they crack 10 wins? I I don't know. But I will say, like, you kind of got to cut them some slack because I believe they had 10 opt-outs of guys mm-hmm. that were, like, going to play important parts on their team. They had 10 guys opt-out due to COVID. So, and I mean, that's, like, pretty last minute to the point where, like, okay, we've already gone through the draft. We've gone free, through free agency. These are our guys. And then 10 of them are gone. And you're just like, okay. Well, now we've got to play 10 guys that we didn't plan on playing. So I kind of got to get, you know, six wins with that. Plus, they were one of the first teams to go down with COVID. Cam had it in very early on, but before they kind of figured out what to do as far as, like, protocols go. And their team wasn't very good coming in to begin with. So I think the defense definitely is going to be one of the top defenses in the league next year. I think they are probably in the top eight-ish, top five. But if you can sit here and tell me that a old, washed up, for lack of a better word, Cam Newton, Damian Harris, who's solid but not great, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, 
and then Hunter Henry and John Smith behind a very good line. But I, I can't see that team winning more than I can't see that team winning more than nine, ten games, and I definitely can't see them winning more than one playoff game. Yeah. They'd have either. to be they'd have to catch a huge break mm-hmm. and getting a team like say they get like the five seed and a div- every division in the AFC has at least one team that could probably go to the Super Bowl. You got Buffalo, Baltimore, Indy, and Kansas City. Like there's Cleveland no like too. I you I don't like know, Cleveland. Man. What? No, dude. <laughs> do you really, do you honestly think Cleveland can go to the Super Bowl? Yes. Seriously. Yes. Without a Ooh. question. Without oh a question. God. I think they're only going to get better from here. I think Baker is only going to get better. I think Cleveland, like, I definitely – I would take them for the favor in the division. I don't know if it's because I just hate oh, the Cavens wow. that much. Yeah. But, yeah. dude, no. why are you so down on Cleveland? Dude, uh, Cleveland is not that good. Like, they just aren't. Baker Mayfield is average to above average if you're being very generous. Wow. If you're if you're being generous, he is above average. Wow. I, I'll give their running game all the credit in the world. I give their offensive line all the credit in the world. They just lost I think they're gonna lose end up losing Olivier Vernon. Mm-hmm. So that's the guy on the other side of Miles Garrett that makes him as a makes him effective. He's gone. John Johnson was a solid signing, but mm-hmm. they're just like their defense is good, their offense is good, but the Ravens yeah, offense too good. is great. Yeah. The Ravens There's offense is great. The Chiefs great. offense is great. Great. The Bills offense. Great? You would call Baltimore's offense they great. The, they had the most rushing yards in the league last year. Oh, but <laughs> duh. Because that's all they can do. That's literally all they can do. That's ridiculous. That, like, to say that, oh. Cleveland so, blew out so, Pittsburgh in the first round of the playoffs. Time, time, time. They went just as far as Cleveland. They played a full starting lineup that didn't lose. They were their competitive quarterback. with Kansas City. They were competitive. Yeah, after Patrick Mahomes went down for a half. Good job. You didn't even you didn't even finish the job. You didn't even you they used I'm blanking it on his name, but they used Patrick Mahomes backup and you didn't finish Chad the job. Henny. Chad, Chad Henney. They had Chad Henning and you didn't finish the job. I just no. think uh-uh. like, no. If you can't beat Chad, if you can't beat Chad Henning in a half of football, there's no chance in hell you go to the Super Bowl. I think they only get better uh-huh. though. They it, Stefanski, this is like he won coach of the year. I don't give a damn. Wow. Okay. Moving on. Jeez. I, I don't know. You've got some vendetta against Cleveland. You've got a vendetta against Roundhouse your butt in the first round of the playoffs. You have been in the doghouse with Cleveland and Washington for like the last 20 years. You, you have no <laughs> whatever uh-uh. man yeah keep your keep talking bro keep talking anyway let's move on to some more free agency news we have the raiders making some noise they traded away trent brown to new england their starting tackle and they continue to dismantle the offensive line by sending center rodney hudson to arizona so they did bring in Yannick Ngankwe. I think that came out pretty well. But they brought in Yannick Ngankwe, who is one of the best defensive players available in free agency this year on a two-year deal. And they signed running back Kenyon Drake. But overall, the Raiders' outlook kind of looking down. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't, 
I really don't understand the, you know what, let's take our top five offensive line and make it a bottom five offensive line for absolutely no reason. Like mm-hmm. uh, Trent Brown wanted out. Rodney Hudson was old. So you just, I guess, trade him for a third to Arizona, which Arizona great trade up for them. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. get a top center in the league for a third. You're not going to get a top center in the league with third round pick, but Yannick Ngakwe was fine. They picked up John Brown. Kenyon Drake brings down Josh Jacobs fantasy value. So, I mean, I, I don't think you really think Kenyon Drake is going to have that much of an impact. I mean, you give him, you give him that money. You're going to give him carries. Like it's not like he's like a guy that you gave a fifth round pick and you're just going to, you know, let him play whenever Josh Jacobs is tired. You're going to give him carries. You've got a plan for him. So that obviously is going to bring down Jacobs production at least a little bit. I think it's going to bring it down a lot, but they have, they now have their biggest strength as a team is now gone, which is, was the offensive line. They signed John Brown, like who really cares? Yeah. Defense isn't great. So I'm not, not very up on the Raiders. I think if I had to give their free agency a grade, probably, or their off season so far, I'm probably giving it. Yeah. C minus D plus something like that. Not really good. Right. I agree. I agree. It's like you're not bringing in any new exciting pieces now. It's like a young team. It's still pretty young. Like, I think Josh Jacobs still has a lot to go. Like, you bring in Kenyon Drake. And the problem with Jacobs is you gave him so much volume last year, and he didn't really do a whole lot with it. Like, the expectations were high for Josh Jacobs. And – you bring in a guy like Kenyon Drake, and I feel like that's almost going to be Kenyon Drake's role for the rest of his career, just kind of like busting. The, yeah, like he's going to bounce around and bring some competition to the running back who they really want to start. Like yeah. you look at Chase Edmonds, and you look at now the situation with Josh Jacobs. Like I think that's going to be Kenyon Drake's role moving forward. But, yeah, so not a great outlook for the Raiders, but a team that continues to look up. Arizona Cardinals, baby. They brought in, like we mentioned earlier, one of the best centers in the league in Rodney Hudson. And they just signed A.J. Green to a one-year deal. So they managed to bring back Marcus Golden as well on a two-year deal. But they did end up losing Patrick Peterson to the Minnesota Vikings. And they lost Hassan Reddick, who went to the Panthers. So, I mean, losses, gains uh, – I still think overall uh, a positive offseason. Yeah. But what are your thoughts? I I definitely like what the Cardinals have been doing. You go – I'm not a huge fan of getting J.J. Watt and just kind of letting Reddick, like, kick rocks essentially. Mm-hmm. Because, and you have really no choice once you bring him in. Once you bring Watt in and you bring – you've already got Chandler Jones there, so you kind of have no choice but to let Reddick walk. But – it feels like they're going all in with a 23, 24-year-old quarterback, which, mm-hmm. I mean, if you feel like you can make a serious postseason run, then by all means, do it. And I do like them adding A.J. Green. I still think they take a receiver probably sometime in day two. Uh, Patrick mm-hmm. Peterson was a necessary, you know, $10 million. They couldn't pay him $10 million. Right, they, yeah. They, well, they, that's they ridiculous. That 
Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. Patrick Peterson going to that was a bad signing. Like ten million dollars for Patrick Peterson. I we were talking about it. I don't think he was near near worth near that amount. Yeah, Minnesota's corners are horrible. So I kind of understand the you know what, let's throw a bag at the best guy that's right. out there. So I mean I get it, but I'm definitely up on the Cardinals as much as I like to hate on Kyler Murray because of his height. Um, I like what they're doing. AJ Green is not really the guy that I envisioned them getting as to sit next to DeAndre Hopkins, but it may work out. They also, obviously, just as we were just talking about, they let Kenyon Drake walk, so now they're putting full trust in Chase Edmonds. Mm-hmm. I think they might take like a flyer on a guy, you know, like fifth, sixth round on a running yeah. back, just to see if something pops. Because right. I don't. Like Chase Edmonds is great, but he's still he's probably like in the bottom ten of running mm-hmm. backs in the league. Yeah. So for now, for now, yeah, they need now. somebody who can run in between the tackles. Yeah. Like you draft a big guy like third, fourth, fifth round. You know. Yeah. A guy like Jamal Chase Williams would have actually been somebody that would have been really nice for them to have. But yeah, I definitely like what the Cardinals have been doing. Continue to beef up that line. They brought back Humphreys. Lake was really upset about them letting Raddick go. He was sitting there at play practice with his arms crossed. <laughs> we he was we could have gave him eight million. Eight million. <laughs> and it's crazy because like Pat Pete went for more than Hassan did. You know? Yeah. So I think Hassan's just looking to prove that he deserves like a big time contract. So he just signs for a year with Carolina and see what happens, you know. More power to him. Right. Exactly. But I, I like the Cardinals going forward this year. I think Kyler Murray, I've mentioned it before, he was having an MVP-like season for a little bit there. Like, obviously, it wasn't close to winning an MVP, but he was putting up some crazy numbers. And you give him a guy like A.J. Green, who's an upgrade at the receiver position, and I think you're kicking the tires on a guy like that. He's been stuck in Cincinnati. You know, like, I don't think – they want to use him or they wanted to use him. So guy like AJ Green going to Arizona, bringing back Marcus Golden. I like the outlook for next year. So anyway, moving on, we got, we mentioned Rodney Hudson, great center, one of the best in the league and Corey Lindsley, also arguably the best center in the league, signing a five-year deal with the Chargers. He was an all pro this past season and that can only mean good things for the Chargers. They're going up. And they actually added Jared Cook, too, to replace the production that he got from Hunter Henry. And I think Jared Cook still has a lot left. He was a target for Drew Brees for a lot of last year. So the Chargers looking up. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a big fan of the Chargers. I like them a lot next year. I personally think they're probably going to be like a 10-11 win team. Even, I mean, they're probably going to be competing for a wild card spot just to due to the fact they have Kansas City in their division. But I'm really big on Herbert. I like, you know, the offense that they've surrounded around him. I think they're going to go tackle at uh, 13, especially now you've solidified center with Corey Lindsley. I think that was really smart of them to go out and make a splash because you've only got so many years to compile these top-end players before you have to pay Herbert. Obviously, that's three, four years away, but – You've got to keep that in mind. You got to keep that in the back of your mind moving forward. Um, but I'm I'm really really happy with what the Chargers did. Really surprised that the Packers let Lindsley hit free agency to begin with. Yeah, 
that's the truth. That's we'll, the truth. We'll get to that, but I'm I'm very happy with what the Chargers have done. They've been somewhat quiet outside of that, but you know, you don't you don't need to go crazy like New England. I'd much rather a team make one really, really, really good signing than mm-hmm. five mass signings. Right. Exactly. And Jared Cook, they signed him to a one year deal. Like that's bringing in guys like that. They're adding to a winning team, you know, and you solidify the center position for five years and that offensive line is just going to get better. So like you're saying, agree with a lot of the stuff. They're going to be a good team coming this year, but we brought up a good point. Corey Lindsley all pro season with the Packers last year and around Packers camp, the belief, the hope was that they would give their money to, they would bring back Jamal Williams or not even bring back Jamal Williams. Maybe just keep AJ Dillon because first round running back selection. He was first round. Second. He was was second. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah. But showed lots of signs of promise and the belief in Packers camp was you bring back Dillon, maybe possibly re-sign Jamal Williams and you let Aaron Jones walk because you want to give that money to an all pro center, but didn't happen. Didn't shake out that way. Aaron Jones ends up signing a four year extension with green Bay. So what are your thoughts on that? I think the Packers aren't really looking any better with a signing like that. I mean, obviously they're not looking better with a re-signing of a guy, but yeah, I don't, I don't hate it as much as a lot of people do because AJ Dillon did not seem very good. And you know, the big saying is don't pay your running back so much just because, you know, shelf life isn't that great on them, but and Aaron Jones isn't like a generational Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara talent. He's he's the top end of those B list, like secondary tier guys. He's probably the top guy in that cat of guys that isn't Kamara, McCaffrey, Dalvin, Saquon, Derrick Henry. Like he's right there. Mm-hmm. But I think if you want to go all in, that's not the signing you make. Right. You bring back your center, then you use your money elsewhere. They are a little strapped for cap, obviously, being a contending team. But it's it's eh. Like I don't I don't really know if I have an opinion either way on it. Just mm-hmm. because, you know, you bring back Lindsley, then you if you don't have a running game next year. I think you're doing yeah. you don't have enough faith in AJ Dillon, man. AJ Dillon showed signs of real promise last year. And it's not they didn't really let him run like they didn't let him run because uh, Aaron Jones, they let Jamal him run. Williams. They let Jamal Williams run too much for my liking. Gave me a heart attack many yeah. times. Not giving Aaron Jones <laughs> the ball enough. Because of fantasy. Nice. Because of fantasy. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think Aaron Jones is one of the premier talents of running back in the league. So you bring a guy back like that, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Just maybe – could be better. Uh, yeah, unnecessary. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think the Packers still contend this year. They still got Mr. Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. So as long as he's a quarterback, I got faith in Green Bay. So anyway, moving on from there, we move on to the Washington football team. And what a free agency we're having so far. Quietly, PFF ranks our free agency second. Only to New England, who you said had a C minus <laughs> offseason. But hey, I mean, I agree with you a lot there. But I'm just saying, 
Like we're having a great off season so far. I want to do get my thoughts though. So let me break it down. We got Ryan Fitzpatrick on a one-year deal. We just signed Curtis Samuel to a three-year deal and we brought cornerback William Jackson in on a three-year deal. So we'll go one by one on my thoughts here. Fitzpatrick, my first reaction to the signing wasn't too excited about it, but I gave it some more thought. We obviously, we just needed a quarterback, like a serviceable NFL quarterback. Like as hard, I've talked about it before, as easy as it sounds to get a serviceable NFL quarterback, it's, it's hard, you know, like you swing and miss, but we needed a quarterback because Alex Smith wasn't going to cut it. He's an amputee. And Taylor Heineke is a third string quarterback, second string quarterback at best, as much as I'd like to say, oh, he can be the future. Like uh, not a lot of faith there. So obvious upgraded quarterback and showed a lot of promise. Didn't really deserve to get benched in Miami. I think they just saw a lot of promise in Tua and wanted to run him out there. But I like the signing of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not super ecstatic about it. I think we're waiting to see. I think we're could be a wild card team this year, but our team's really young. So we move forward and we're, get one get him on a one-year deal and we'll figure it out we'll fit we're going to figure out the quarterback position but we bring in Curtis Samuel on a three-year deal not like earth-shattering wide receiver news as far as what I was looking for like I thought maybe there's been rumors that we had drafted Waddle in the first round maybe or bring in a better wide receiver in free agency but I'm just not a huge fan of Curtis Samuel just because he's kind of like that Swiss army knife kind of role in Carolina. That's what he served, but he's not a super deep threat. Like Terry all around great NFL receiver, but I mean, they played together at Ohio state. So um, the chemistry is going to be there and it's definitely an upgrade at receiver, which is what we needed. We needed a offensive weapon to complement. uh, Terry McLaurin. And then we bring in William Jackson. We let Ronald Darby go, but William Jackson, one of the better shadow corners in the league today. And you bear witness to that as the uh, the Bengals played the Steelers a lot. So like to hear your thoughts. Spill them. Watch the football team. I'm, I'm a big fan of what they've done. I like William Jackson a lot. I, you know, I like Curtis Samuel a lot too. I think bringing both those guys in two huge positions of need, you know, Ronald Darby is a free agent. Yeah. I believe something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if he's been signed or not, but mm-hmm. he's obviously not your future at corner. William Jackson could be your future at corner. Mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel can be your number two receiver for a long time. And just like that, that's another position. Like I think Curtis Samuel, that's a position that's solidified. You don't have to worry about wide receiver one. You don't have to worry about wide receiver two for another five years, mm-hmm. probably. So, and another thing with the Fitzpatrick signing, I think them signing Fitzpatrick, granted, we'll really find out here in about a month and a half-ish. I think that that means that they want Heineke as their guy. Yeah, I think bringing in Fitzpatrick is, you know, kind of similar to what happened with the Dolphins. Obviously, they had Fitzpatrick there before they got to a – but. They're going to use Fitzpatrick, and when they feel like it's time, they're going to bring in Heineke, 
mm-hmm. you know, against some fan. Obviously, you know, what happened in Miami, I don't agree with taking him out for Tua, but I certainly understand why you do it. You, you know, use the fourth pick on him. You want to play him. Like, it's great to have the veteran leadership or whatever, but – and you could definitely see that down the stretch when they wanted to win games, they put Fitzpatrick in because mm-hmm. they knew he, he's the better quarterback. I'm not a huge believer in Tua. I think he's a bottom five quarterback in the NFL. I, I don't like him. Hot take. I don't, I don't like him. I don't think he's good. <laughs> but I think Fitzpatrick will help Heineke along. I think Heineke could be serviceable as a starter. He has a, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick ceiling. Yeah. And, you know, when, when you've got a team with dominant defensive line, good enough secondary, really good receivers. I think you we can have, build now all- we have one of the better secondaries in the league. Yeah. If you can yeah. continue to build all these pieces, all you need is a serviceable quarterback. You don't need a superstar. It would be nice to have one, but you don't need one. And if Heineke is the guy that's going to win you games, get you through playoff games, then by all means, you know, continue to move forward with him. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I just like, I wish it wasn't the route that we were going, but I loved what I saw in that playoff game against Tampa Bay. And he fits the mold of what a lot of quarterbacks are developing into today. He's very mobile. And like I've mentioned it before, he kind of gives me Baker Mayfield type vibes. And I wouldn't be mad at all about having a Baker Mayfield as high and mighty as I am on the Cleveland Browns. I wouldn't be mad with a Baker type production in Washington. So anyway, we move on to the uh, little, literally known Pittsburgh Steelers. Sorry. I don't know why I threw six, that shot there. Six rings. I don't really, you know, I, I, don't feel like <laughs> I haven't heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. But I can say this, not a stellar offseason so oh God, far. No. Yeah. But you guys end up losing to Bud Dupree, which not not that exciting. Like, it's not it, – nothing's looking good. You still got Juju. You still got Villanueva out there. What are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I'm, I know that there's not much we can do. Like, we brought it back Cam Sutton, which, hooray. Mike Hilton went to Cincinnati. Tyler went to the Chargers, which I think that's a great signing for the Chargers that not a lot of people are talking about. He can play three positions on the offensive line fairly well. And, you know, they don't know what they're doing at left tackle. He'll probably play right guard, but if they need him to, they can fill in a right tackle for Bulaga because he has injury issues. But we've already talked about the Chargers. So we've lost Hilton. We've lost Filer. Looks like Juju's gone, whether it be to the Jets. I want to see him in Baltimore so then everybody that made fun of him mainly Baltimore fans. Now he's your problem. <laughs> um, we're probably going to end up losing Villanueva. I know we could, we could bring back Villanueva on a cheap deal. Cause I mean, he's, he's been a stealer I believe since he got in the league, but Dupree, I thought that there was a small chance that he would go out there and realize, you know, maybe the market wasn't as uh, big for him as he thought. But then when Shaq Barrett stayed home, you know, a lot of those top edge rushers ended up returning to their teams. His market became bigger and bigger because he was, you know, at that point, probably the best pass rusher available. And the Titans paid him as such when he's not. I was really hoping that, you know, he gets out there, like I said, and realizes that it's not as big. And he comes back to Pittsburgh, plays next to TJ Watt, puts up superstar numbers again, and then gets superstar money next year. Mm-hmm. But he got superstar money this year, and I can't really blame him for that. I think the Titans are going to regret it. Yeah, because like Bud Dupree is great, 
but Bud Dupree's coming off an ACL injury and he's all the years that he's been productive. He was next to arguably the best pass rusher in the league. Yeah. I mean, so, we were talking a lot about it, like, but just in conversations between us too. Like, if you guys were to lose anybody important on that defensive end, it'd be Bud Dupree. Like, that's that's what you'd settle for. Like, yeah. if you're going to lose somebody on the defensive end. So, I, I don't year, think it really changes much for the Steelers, though, going forward. I, I mean, him specifically, probably not. I think it makes T.J. Watt a little bit worse because, you know, the, the offensive line doesn't have to worry about the guy on the other side as much as they did when we had Dupree. Not that Dupree is like some, you know, all-pro superstar, but he's definitely a above-average pass rusher. And take that away from T.J. Watt. Now you're putting two three guys on T.J. Watt on every play. Mm-hmm. And that makes our entire defense less effective because our secondary isn't very good. So without a pass rush – He's going to yeah. have all day and Steelers defense is in the old theory. Yeah. Steelers defense went from really bad to, wow, we have two years of really good defense and it's going to be gone again because I can see that it's here. <sighs> oh, <laughs> dude. It's, yeah. <laughs> one more year, one more year. Ben's gone. We'll draft the yeah. quarterback. We'll rebuild for the next 10 years ish. And uh, we'll, we'll be back. We'll Rebuild be back in the next it. 10 Stair- years. Stairway to seven, baby. We're, we'll be. <laughs> Why couldn't we have drafted Lamar? We drafted Terrell Edmonds in front of Lamar Jackson. They transitioned right from Joe Flacco. As soon as he started to climb, boom, Lamar Jackson. Mason Rudolph. Like, <laughs> God. Yeah. You don't it, think Mason gonna... Rudolph can turn it around into a, no. a Lamar Jackson type career? I, no? I don't. No, he, he's electric. I hope I hope Tomlin can s- knock some sense into Haskins, but if if that doesn't work, we're probably looking at a long rebuild. But at least that means we'll be able to bring back T.J. Watt. We'll be able to bring back Minka. Um, yeah. You guys have the pieces. Like, yeah, we've the- got. It's just the matter of you know we're probably going to take a running back, so that'll be handled. James Connor. James Connor might end up coming back because he's has like absolutely zero market right now. From what I've heard, like there's nothing out there for him. He thought, you know, Miami, maybe nothing. And he's not really getting anything. Juju is also not, I haven't heard anything about him. Weirdly enough. Yeah, me neither. I thought he was going to be one of the first wide receivers off the board. Like people don't want that locker room trouble that he brings. It's not like he's a cancer. Hey, man, I don't idiot. like him at all. Dude, I don't either. He's not a cancer. He's just an idiot. Yeah, it just brings too much attention, like yeah. unnecessary attention. But it's not Dude. like he's, like, pissing off teammates. No, he's just an no. idiot. Yeah, he's just – he brings he's seven, unwanted like attention, like, to the team. Like, I don't think he's destructive force in the locker room or anything, yeah. but he's a distraction. Like – and he doesn't really – didn't put up the numbers to support well, those And the other thing is he wants to get paid like a wide receiver one, and he just simply isn't. Like, yeah. I, I advocated for him because he is solid. And, you know, what he was doing in Pittsburgh was good enough with two guys that are just as good as you are next to you. I mean, he was doing solid, but he wants wide receiver one money. He wants Kenny Galladay money or what Kenny Galladay will likely be getting, and he just isn't worth it. Yeah. I agree. And some team like the Jets is going to overpay him because they're just looking to make a splash, kind of like they did a few years ago when they signed Le'Veon and C.J. Mosley. Like, they were just throwing darts at the best guys. And they're going to end up regretting it because they're not ready and they don't need him right now. 
and they'll be right back where they are. But as far as the Steelers go, I'm sad. Very sad. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Well, let's just leave it with that. <laughs> Moving on to the Chiefs, who are adding some improvements to the offensive line after letting go some of the major guys like Mitchell Schwartz. But they're bringing in Joe Tooney on a five-year deal, one of the best offensive linemen coming out of New England. And they're bringing in Kyle Long on a one-year deal. So the offensive line, obviously an issue of concern for the Chiefs after watching that horrendous Super Bowl run. And that was, I mean, they're getting off to a solid start by bringing in some of those guys. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, cutting Mitchell Schwartz, and I, I figured they'd cut Eric Fisher just because he's got one year left on his deal and he likely wouldn't be able to play until November, December, and he's getting paid $15 million a year. Like, it, it's a no-brainer to cut him, especially when you've got to start, you know, really raking together money as you're trying to run it back, put it back together, Super Bowl team. But Mitchell Schwartz was kind of a surprise just because, you know, he is one of the top tackles in the league. He's been a, he's been a main, he's been a big part of that team since mm-hmm. Mahomes got there. But I do like, you know, going guard instead of tackle, just because I think the way that Mahomes plays where he drops back a little bit and people make it out to be a bigger problem than it is, but where he drops back a little bit and, you know, he drops back so far in the pocket that the only problem would be is go- is interior pressure to the point where he can't do that. Whereas where he drops back so far, no tackle can provide the value mm. that a normal tackle will provide for the chiefs because, you know, it, it basically takes them out of the play. Like there's nothing they can do. You can have the best tackle. You can have the worst tackle in the league. He's dropping back so far that the pressure's going to get to him anyway. Right. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I do like that. I think there's a solid chance that they do end up bringing back Mitchell Schwartz. They just had to cut him to bring him back on a cheaper deal. Right. But they've really got to That'd do be interesting. Fancy. I didn't think yeah. about that. They've got to do, do some fancy footwork with their money to, you know, move around everything just because that team, as of right now, they're not the Super Bowl favorite they were a, a year ago. Today, a year ago, everybody was like, well, there's no way they don't repeat. Mm-hmm. And it's just simply not like that this year. In fact, they may not even be the favorite out of the AFC. Hot takes. So, you know who is the favorite? Cleveland. <laughs> if, yeah, take that to Vegas. <laughs> I'll laugh in your face. <laughs> Do you think money. there's any shot that's, that that's, uh... that's free Vegas money? If you take that bet to Vegas, you are you are giving a casino free money. Wow, that's hurt. I think you're really sleeping. All right, to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. I want to put a bet up there right now. I will say 13 wins for the Cleveland Browns over under. I'm not saying they, they could win 15 games. They go to the Super Bowl. Dude, if you're Super winning Bowl. 15 so, games, you're a Super Bowl favorite. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> not in my mind. If Cleveland could win 16 games and beat the first two teams that they play in the play, or the, well, I guess the only team, because they'll probably they'll likely have the bye with 16 wins. They could. They could beat them by 40. I'm still not taking them to go to the Super Bowl. Whoever they're playing in the conference championship, I will still pick them. Wow. I know. Uh-uh. It's the Browns. Like, the Browns are good now, man. Jeez. No, they're not. Stop doubting it. Anyway, here we go again. We're getting off track with the Browns. Jeez, that was my fault, though. But moving on, 49ers. Yeah. You just keep it going. Stop, Browns. <laughs> 
The 49ers making some news also on their offensive line. They're bringing back arguably one of the best free agents available and tackle Trent Williams on a six-year extension. And they're also adding Alex Mack at the center position for a three-year deal. Brown. Yeah, indeed, former Brown. <laughs> but I like the 49ers. I, I don't know. I I don't think they get 10 wins this year. I, I just don't have faith in Jimmy really? Garoppolo. Really? Yeah. I get it. They went to the Super Bowl and everything too, just two years ago. Blah, blah, blah. But I did like – I don't know. I didn't like at all what I saw out of the 49ers this year. Now, great. Oh, Extreme yeah. injury troubles. Like Extreme nothing I've troubles. ever seen. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But it's hard to come back from that. And I, I, I used to be the Jimmy Garoppolo believer of a lifetime. I thought, like, if that's Bill's quarterback, like, he's going to come in and do great things. And then I watched that Super Bowl – against the Chiefs, and I lost faith right there. And he only confirmed that me losing faith was almost, like, respectable because he didn't do too well this past year either. So oh, I I don't see 10 no wins receivers. for 49ers. I, they are in a tough division, so, like, I kind of understand, you know, maybe they don't win 10 games, but they're still a very good team. I think they'll win more than 10 games. I think they'll probably they'll place better than Seattle, regardless of what happens with Russell Wilson, whether he stays or leaves. But if they don't trade Russell Wilson, that team is not ready. And if they trade Russell Wilson, they're about to start rebuilding. So either way. And, you know, the Rams and the Cardinals both made big improvements. So I think bringing back Trent Williams, you know, you gave him a huge deal. Yeah, six years for bringing. Yeah. Bringing it, bringing him back, bringing in Alex Mack pretty much means that they can do whatever they want at 12. And a team that's that talented with that high of a draft pick doesn't happen very often. Right. So that's also true. Yeah. So I think they could, and they've been pretty solid drafting outside of a few years ago when they took Solomon Thomas. That was really bad. But I think they could. Maybe go another playmaker. I mean, you've got Ayuk, you've got Debo Samuel, one of the some of the better run after catch guys in the league. But you could go playmaker. You could go, you know, corner. You're losing Richard Sherman, but maybe they don't like, have everything invested in Raheem Mostert. Could go running back. Well, they they've got Jeff Wilson, who's yeah. apparently great from their the injury season that doesn't count in mm. the Bay. But I, I think they're still one of the top teams in the AFC or the NFC. Okay. I think they're just I think they're just as good as Arizona, LA. I don't think they're quite in Tampa Bay, Green Bay territory, but yeah. they're right there with other teams. Right, right. Gotcha. Well, moving on from the 49ers, let's rattle off to some of the bigger free agency signings here. Will Fuller headed the Dolphins on a one-year deal, and that only means good things for the Dolphins. Like, they needed another guy opposite Devontae Parker that was going to bring some production. And I I like the Dolphins a lot this year. I know you're not a fan of Tua, but I think with a guy like Will Fuller and Devontae Parker, I, you take some of the attention off of him. I think Devontae is actually a really talented wide receiver, and he could prove it this year. So I like the Dolphins going forward. What are your thoughts? If – I if Fitzpatrick was still there, I'd be like, go Dolphins, 10 and 6. But Tua being there makes me really 
kind of iffy on them. I mean, the strength lies in their defense. You got to realize yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just how many games can Tua win you when there is no Ryan Fitzpatrick safety blanket? When there is mm-hmm. no, oh, my God, he's playing bad, pull him. Right. Like, you can't do that anymore. There's none of that. This is This is his team now. It's your responsibility, you know. But at the yeah. same time, if you place confidence, if you show a guy like Tua that confidence that we don't have a safety blanket for you, maybe that jumpstarts him, you know? It could. It could. I hope it does because I, I do like the Dolphins. I think them going out and getting Will Fuller takes out any chance that they go uh, Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith at three. I think that pretty much solidifies mm-hmm. their pick being Penesul there. But they've still got to pick at 23. And I've seen a lot of mocks having them go playmaker there, whether it be Bateman or somebody like that. So now they can maybe, you know, address the offensive line again. They could go running back there. Please don't because we need Najee Harris. But (laughs) you could go defense. You could trade down, get some picks next year. But the Dolphins are a solid team. I still don't think they're better than Buffalo in that division. I think they're probably – I don't really know if they're that much better than New England, if they are Mm -hmm. better than New England. So they'll definitely be competing for a wild card spot. There's a solid chance they get it. Yeah, yeah. I like the Dolphins moving forward, but let's move on. We got one of the bigger names in free agency, Corey Davis, signing a five-year deal with the Jets. And I don't know. It just, like you were saying earlier, the Jets just like to throw darts at some of the bigger names like I don't know I don't know how Corey Davis is going to fit in with I don't know what that means for Sam Darnold like somebody was going to pay Corey Davis and I'm not surprised that he got a five-year deal and for the amount of money that he got but in New York I mean they needed to start somewhere you know yeah yeah I I like the Corey Davis signing I also like the Carl Austin signing Carl Austin was quietly one of the better Edge rushers in the league last year. They had Trey Hendrickson come and replace him in Cincinnati, but I think he's solid. I think Corey Davis is solid. I think Sam Darnold is probably on his way out with them having the number two pick. I think mm-hmm. they go Zach Wilson and Darnold get pushed for, you know, maybe some teams willing to take or to give up an early second, a late first. Maybe it's the Steelers. Probably not. And the football team, I've seen rumors. Yeah. That the football team, if the football team brings in Darnold, I am like, I'm really, aside from, you know, having to hate them because of you, I'd, <laughs> I'd be like fully in on Washington. Yeah. Because I'm a Darnold guy. I like a lot of Washington's done, but the Jets, it's really hard to place, you know, a grade or, a rating on anything they do because you don't know what they're going to be next. Like how impactful can Corey Davis be with, you know, a rookie quarterback, how impactful can Carl Lawson be with nobody really on their side of him. And this was a team that we thought was surely going to be picking first 13 weeks for 13 weeks this year. Like there was no way that they would not be the worst team in the league for 16 straight weeks. Mm-hmm. So but it's like you said, you got to start somewhere incremental moving forward. I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. And yeah. you got the space to do it. So why not? Right. Exactly. And Corey Davis is going to give you solid production. Also, sure. Ra- Ravens fans are crying 
Just yeah. Fuller got signed. Corey Davis is signed. Allen Robinson Gall- on the franchise. Allen Robinson's franchise. Galladay looks like he's going to be going somewhere where he's going to get paid a lot of money to be on a bad team. Uh, the Giants talked to him and another team. Can't think of it off the top of my head. But, yeah, Ravens fans are in shambles right now due to that. Kind of makes me happy, but I'm yeah, also in shambles, I love to so see it doesn't it. really matter. I love to see it out of Baltimore. I love Woo-hoo. I'm a Baltimore fan. Fail. As soon as I as soon as I put this headset on, I'm a Ravens fan. <laughs> I don't know why. I can't be. Never. I don't know why I have such a pure hate for Lamar. It's just Ravens fans put so much faith into him. Anyway, some quarter mentioning quarterbacks. We mentioned Darnold. <laughs> mentioned Arnold. We mentioned Lamar just now. But let's riddle off some of the bigger names in quarterback free agency that we've had move so far Dalton Bigger. to Chicago <laughs> as big as it gets uh Andy back Dalton up. potential backup yeah backup yeah I know but and uh, Chicago sure seems to have a lot of faith in Andy Dalton you know he was quoted well, saying today that the only reason he signed with Chicago is because he was going to be the starter there they told him that and I, mean, I don't think they have much of a choice now at this point well, they they were really in on Russell Wilson. I believe it was mm-hmm. something crazy, like three firsts, a third, and two unnamed defensive starters. Like, it's for Seattle to not take that – like, I understand that you still have a playoff team in place, but if Russ wants out, you may not be able to get that offer again in three, four weeks. Like, that's just about as good of an offer as you're going to get for any player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Two defensive starters, three firsts, like – that's that's top end, obviously right. for a top end player, but yeah. So about Dalton, I know a lot of Chicago people down here in Kentucky because we're pretty close to Chicago and Illinois in general, but not a lot of happiness among the Bears fans down here. Like, I mean, you didn't really. I think Dalton was the best quarterback available in free agency, and but a lot of a lot of them would have liked to see Mitch stay. And honestly, I think that would have been smarter too but you roll with a guy like Dalton for a year and you see what happens you know he has been a starter in the league before so yeah you know. how can how can you be happy with Andy Dalton when you were you thought you were going to get Russell Wilson yeah so I yeah. kind of understand that right but dismal for the Bears fans and it's going to keep going and Pretty not easy. to mention you're holding Allen Robinson prisoner in Chicago <laughs> Jeez, poor guy uh, but anyway we still – it's not the end of free agency. Still got a lot to go. A lot of dominoes to fall. Kenny Galladay, Melvin Ingram, Jadavion Clowney, Kyle Fuller just got released by the Bears today to create some cap space. So, a lot to see. Still a lot more to play out. So, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch it down the stretch. So, I think that just about covers it as far as the free agency news. If any of you were interested, we have the NCAA tournament rocking in style tomorrow. All the round of 64 starts and my final four picks, Texas, Gonzaga, Illinois, Baylor. So keep those in mind. A couple of Cinderella teams, Colorado, Maryland, Ohio, Texas Tech, Oregon, USC, Rutgers, just Keep these teams in mind while you're filling out your brackets this year, ladies and gentlemen. But with that, I think that just about covers it. So we'll be back next week, and it's been a fun one. Catch you later.